0: I'm call somebody! I'm back, baby! What, oh, what,
1: what, 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 what? Can I my door? Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment 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 of Clarity.
0: Another day, another video, another problem with a police officer. What's up, everybody? My name is Stefan G. You are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promised Life Network. And I can tell you I had a lot of different ideas about what we were going to talk about today. And I thought it was going to be this wonderful day of amazing insight and great concepts and ideas and, you know, revelations and and comprehensive study and all this other kind of stuff. And then Sandra Bland. And here we are once again with another problem with a white police officer and a black person in a car or a black person Really not doing anything to warrant what the punishment, quote unquote, they received. And I just, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm at a place right now where I almost just don't know what to think of it. I almost was going to say I don't know what to say, but I can always think of something to say. But I just don't know how to truly bring this into my wheelhouse and really wrap my mind around this issue. Because what I do is I take a look at what we've seen so far. I take a look at Ferguson and I take a look at Baltimore and I take a look at Akron and I take a look at, you know, New York and Long Island. And I take a look at all of these different situations from not being able to breathe, from getting shot in the back because you were running from the police to getting shot in the front because you were standing up with your hands up, even though people say you didn't have your hands up to being shot because you're a little kid at a park playing with a toy gun and you're dead now to now getting shot because you didn't want to put out a sick cig- or get dying because you didn't want to put out a cigarette now, and, now let's not even go to dying because you didn't want to put out a cigarette let's for a moment Give the benefit of the doubt, even though I don't agree with this benefit of the doubt, but let's for a moment give the benefit of the doubt and say that Sandra Bland was not killed in police custody. Let's just for a moment go with the crazy, stupid idea that she committed suicide. Let's just, just for a second, just go with that stupid idea that she actually committed suicide. She didn't have any reason to be in the jail to begin with. There was absolutely, positively, without a shadow of a doubt, no reason for this woman to be in jail, except for the ego of another police officer. And yes, I will identify that this is another white police officer with another black citizen. And what goes through my mind the most is, we're seeing all of these videos that have come out. And the people who are defending it are saying, oh, it's not about black and white. We've just got bad police officers, right? And okay, maybe we do just have bad police officers. But my thing is, if we've got so many bad police officers, how come we don't have so many videos of bad police officers doing bad things to white people? Do white people just not pull out their phones? Is that what it is? Have they benefited from that privilege for so long that they don't believe it can happen to them so they're not afraid of it, so they don't pull out their phone in defense to record the police officer to say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to record you because I fear that you're going to do something harmful to me. Is it possible that that's why we're not seeing those videos? It's a possibility, but I don't think that's the reason. I think that the reason is because there's not as many I guess you could call it white-on-white white crimes, <laughs> for lack of a better definition. White police versus white citizen. And I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. But the problem that I'm having is we're catching all of these... in We're catching all of these engagements between a white police officer and a black citizen on camera. And all it makes me do is wonder how many are we not catching on camera? How many are out there? Because... The, the catching it on camera although it's becoming the norm it's still not the regular norm although more people are pulling out their phones and 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 all this other kind of stuff and recording what the police are doing there was even a video the other day of the police breaking into a woman's house and arresting her while she was naked for no reason at all or whatever ended up walking out of the house without taking her into custody but but wouldn't let her put any clothes on and that's a video that's out there and even though we have all these videos out here and there are people that are taking the time out to say, I think about the, the guy that got shot in the back running away. If it wasn't for some kid standing next to a fence who decided to pull out his phone and start videotaping this altercation with yet another white police officer, we would have never seen that. And so it only makes me think how many of these altercations are going on around this country on a regular basis that are not being videotaped and not being sent viral. Because we even have the one, I live in Orlando, and we even have the one that happened here in Orlando where the guy's sitting on the side of the curb and the cops are just kicking him in the back and in the head. And can we always say, we can always say, well, you don't know why, you don't know what he did, you don't know, I don't care anymore. I honestly do not care anymore. I'm to the point where I don't care what they did. I don't care what they said, you know, the McKinney pool situation. You don't know what that young girl said. It doesn't matter what she said. Why do we have police officers who can't handle somebody cursing at them? Come on, man. It's a sad, sad state of affairs. And I really believe let's, let's take the white black thing off the table just for a moment, just for a moment. We're not going to leave it off the table. Just going to take it off the table just for a moment. If the issue is not a black-white thing, then who are these cowards that we are hiring as police officers? And I've said this before, I said this when the McKinney Pool Party situation happened. Why do we have so many cowards as police officers? Well, Stefan, how can you possibly call them cowards? You wouldn't do what they do. You're doggone right I wouldn't do what they do. Why? Because I'm a coward. That's why. Because I am afraid. And I understand the risk and I understand the responsibility and I understand that I am not at the mental capacity and the emotional capacity to be able to handle that type of risk and responsibility. Because you put your life at risk, not every day. We talk about, oh, they put their lives at risk every day. Now, I, don't, I don't even think that's true anymore. They do put their lives at risk, yes. But your life ain't at risk every day. Some days you just writing speeding tickets. Just because you don't know what's in the car doesn't mean your life is at risk all the time. And I think that might be part of the problem, too, is that we've glorified the job of a police officer almost to the level of the job of a military officer. Those guys put their lives at risk every day. When they go, when they actually go to work, when they actually head off into another country with guns and, and rifles and, and automatic weapons and bazookas and crap in their hands, and they're in a war zone, those people put their lives in, on the line every day. But we've got cowards for police officers. Yes, I said it, I'll be the. if I'm not the first one to say it, I'll just be the next one to say it. We've got a bunch of cowards as police officers now that are so afraid and they shouldn't be the ones out there. I want my police officers to be brave, not brave in the sense of brave enough to take a job and get a paycheck and hope not to die. No, that's not bravery. That's somebody who took a job and got a paycheck and hopes not to die. I'm talking about brave in the sense of they aren't afraid of the public. They aren't afraid of the public. I don't want my police officers to be afraid of the general citizenry. Because when they are, it doesn't work out for anybody. It doesn't work out for anybody. And I read a story probably two or three weeks ago. Well, it was when the McKinney pool party situation happened. I read a story that I thought really broke down the problem in police today. And I'm going to tell you about that when we come back from our break. We're not going right now, but I'm going to tell you when we do come back from our break. So at at the bottom of the hour, I'll tell you about that. Or at the bottom of the half hour. Let me tell you real quick about SiteGeeks. SiteGeeks.com. You should be visiting SiteGeeks.com. SiteGeeks helps businesses and entrepreneurs ensure that their website is achieving its purpose. Get an expert video review of your website today from only $49. Boost your website's appeal in just 24 hours with a 77-point inspection To help you establish your brand, grow conversions, increase your engagement, and produce more leads, go to sitegeeks.com. That's S-I-T-E-G-E-E-K-Z.com. So the problem that we're having is that we have cowards for police officers. Like seriously, they're cowards. Like seriously, they are cowards. I know they're doing what they've been taught to do. I know they've been taught that when somebody threatens you, you just pull out your gun and unload the clip in them. But that's a coward training system. You are training somebody to be a coward. You're not training people to deescalate situations. You're not training people to protect and serve. That's what police officers are supposed to do. First, protect. That's number one, protect. Sandra Bland wasn't protected. Second is to serve. She certainly wasn't served. Come on, you're talking about a woman who was pulled over because she failed to put on her signal. She didn't have drugs in the car. She didn't have guns in the car. She didn't threaten the police officer. She didn't pull a gun out on the police officer. She didn't claim she was going to kill the president. She didn't say she was on her way to make a heroin deal. She didn't just run over a small child. She failed to put on her signal. Now she's dead. And everybody oh well you don't know whether it was suicide or not. I think you kinda do. If you really look at the the train of events that led up to this woman being put in jail, for her to be in jail for two to three days, what was it, three days, and commit suicide is completely unbelievable especially considering she was in contact with family and friends to be able to get the $5,000 necessary to bond out. But the other problem I have is that she needed $5,000 to bond out. Why did this woman need $5,000 to bond out of jail for being arrested for doing nothing? She was arrested for no reason. The police officer will tell you she was arrested for resisting arrest. How can you, Mike, Mike, how in the hell can I be arrested for resisting arrest? <laughs>
1: That's a good point.
0: That's that my, can't be the main thing. It can't be the only charge. It can't it be. There would have to be a charge to, for the initial arrest, right? Exactly. I've been arrested for resisting arrest. What kind of nonsense is this? But she's in her car. She failed to put on her signal. She gets pulled over. She pulls over. The police officer, they have a little interaction. He tells her to put out her cigarette. She says, no, I'm in my car. Why do I have to put out my cigarette? He gets mad because she didn't do what he told her to do. And I think that's one of the biggest problems we're having with police right now is they feel like any instruction they give, you absolutely have to abide by. Any instruction they give, you must do what they say because they said it and because they have a badge on their chest. And that is ridiculous. You ain't the boss of me. I tell you like I used to say in middle school, you ain't the boss of me. You don't run nothing around here but your mouth. That's what my mom used to say. (laughs) She used to tell me all the time, you don't run nothing around here but your mouth. When I'm sitting in my car, I can smoke my cigarette if I want to smoke my cigarette. In fact, I don't even have to roll the window all the way down to talk to you. All you have to do is be able to hear me. And she said herself, she. Did, so he instructs her to get out of the car. She says, I don't feel comfortable getting out of the car. Oh, you're going to get out of the car. And he threatens to taser her, reaches in and tries to grab her and pull her out of the car. Forces her off to where the dash cam cannot see the altercation that's going to go down next. And next thing you know, you hear wrestling and rustling and tussling. and, And during this entire time, she's crying and screaming and yelling about her ribs hurting and yelling about her head being pushed down into the into the pavement and asking the officer, you just threw my head down into the pavement. You don't care about that. What have I done to deserve this over and over and over? She's trying to figure out what has she done to deserve this? And yes, I still have the race card on the table. I do. Because I believe, I believe, I believe that had she been a white woman, we would not be talking about her today. I don't even think she would have got a ticket if she was a white woman, let alone been dragged out of the car and thrown to the ground and arrested. Okay, so now I got to go to break. (laughs) But I'm going to talk about when we get back. I'm gonna talk more about what I believe is the the real underlying issue. I read an article a couple of weeks, couple of, about a month or so ago when the McKinney pool party incident came out, and it really talked about why we're having the problem we're having with police right now. It doesn't have anything to do with race. My name's Stefan G. You're listening to Moment of Clarity. I'll be back in a sec. <laughs> Then I'm ready for this one. Put your Bible in the air. Bible in the air. Put your Bible in the air. Bible in the air. Moment of clarity, it's your man, Stefan G, you are tuned in to this eclectic episode right here on the Promised Life Network. And so, I want to talk about the real problem behind what's going on with our police right now. And the real problem is not that white people hate black people, even though there's a lot of them out there that do. And I didn't even get a chance to talk about the, Mike, I didn't even get a chance to talk about the, the parade in South Carolina at the Capitol Steps with the Confederate flag and the KKK. Maybe next show? Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to have a chance to. That was that was bad. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I said my piece.
1: Well, the bad with the cake. K- <laughs> anything with the KKK is usually bad. I'm not going to disagree with you there.
0: I, I will say, breaking off subject for just a moment, I will say that I'm worried about the young black male because he's becoming increasingly angry with his environment. His friends are getting killed by police officers for selling individual cigarettes and stuff like that. And then this racial divide that is actually happening in our country, maybe not on the major scale that it used to be. But there is a there is a, as I would like to call it, niche market, a very niche market that has a huge racial divide going on. And I'm very worried about the young black male because I see him ready to start a war. I see him ready to really go to town. Kind of uh, like the uh, Black Panthers. I yeah, think. and it's not good. It's just not good. I mean, I know rednecks got a lot of guns, but these brothers got some guns. <laughs> and it's not going to be a good thing for anybody if that breaks out. But anyway, I'll talk about that on another show because we, we need to really focus in on them and really direct some of our attention towards them and helping them understand and helping them grow and helping them mature and helping them to not be so young and wild because right now they're young and wild. But anyway, police. And the real issue here is not a black and white issue, although I still do believe that there is something that goes through the mind of a white police officer when he pulls over a black individual. I don't know what it is. I don't know why they seem to think we're more dangerous. I don't know why they seem to feel like they need to use more force, but it's just different. It's just different. And what I'm noticing is, I read, an, I read an article, and I can't find the article that I read, because I read this guy did like a dissertation thesis in some college that is funny to pronounce, I can't remember the name of it. But some funny to pronounce college, he did a thesis, and he talked about the difference between how police are being trained now. And he didn't focus on the coward aspect like I did, because I do still think they're cowards. I think they're brave for being police officers, but if you're afraid that a bunch of teenagers are gonna overrun you, you're a freaking coward. So, but he talked about the training aspect and he talked about how police are now trained to be warriors instead of being trained to be guardians. Now, there was a time period in America where police were trained to be guardians of the public and guardians of the citizenry. And now they're trained to be warriors against the public and warriors against the citizenry. As if that is, as, as if the public is their enemy. Because they're being trained all the time that your life is in your hands every time you step out the door. And you never know what this guy is gonna do to you. And you never know who's got a gun. And you never know who's gonna try to take you out. And you never know who's gonna try to this, that, or the other. And if I'm being drilled that in my mind the entire time I'm being trained to do a particular job, I'm going to have a skewed perspective of who I'm supposed to be involved with. It's just inevitable. And so he wrote this article talking about how police officers are being trained to be warriors now against the public instead of being trained to be guardians with the public. And you know what, Mike, you and I kind of had this conversation a while back when we talked about the racial aspect of it. And I remember I was telling you, you know, we as black people were coming to white people and saying, this is our experience. Believe our experience. And you were saying, you know, well, how can, it's tough for us to believe the experience when it's not our experience. You know, the police are our friends and they get our cats out of trees and they're at the park with our kids. And, you know, but on our side, we're like, no, the police are our enemies and they're always trying to throw us in jail. And they're making, you know, they're searching us for no reason. And it's perception. Right. And so he was talking about how the police officers who who's the police officer who is being trained these days is not being trained with certain principles for him to desire to guard the public. And some of those principles I'm gonna read off real quick. One of them is the police force exists to maintain order and prevent crime. And so we've gotten to the point where. I know my experience with police, just regular police officer, not some kind of investigator, not DEA or you know, SWAT or anything like that. I'm not that bad of a person. Just regular old driving down the street with a busted tail light police officer. That They don't believe they exist to maintain order and prevent crime. They believe they exist in order to seek out crime, to find crime, to determine whether there is a crime possibly being permitted that they have not seen yet. You know, so if you're pulling me over because my, my, my taillight's busted, I get it. You want to take a look and make sure I don't, I don't have bazookas and guns in the car. But then I've noticed that police are now taking a step further to try to investigate. Well, where are you going? Well, what are you doing? Well, why are you over there? Well, because well, it ain't none of your damn business. Give me my ticket for my taillight. Get out my face. Another principle is the approval and trust of the public is vital in order for police to carry out their mission. I don't think they even think about that anymore. Do police even think about having the approval and the trust of the public any longer?
1: Well, if they haven't, they're starting to again, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) I bet they are. Because like I said before, if it seems like the desire to have the approval and the trust of the public has been replaced with the thought process that every command they give must be followed it's one thing for me to say you know i need to have your trust and your approval in order for me to do my job effectively but then on the other hand i don't need your trust and approval because you're supposed to do whatever i tell you to do and you're supposed to obey my orders and obey my commands i don't know how many times i've heard police say that you know they disobeyed a direct command excuse me First of all, I'm not in the military. I don't take direct commands. (laughs) It's not you.
1: We have forgotten about the whole innocent until proven guilty.
0: Oh, that's been gone for a long time. You're always guilty till proven innocent. There's always that, you know, even the the realms of reasonable suspicion, you know, have been have been widely exasperated they've grown to who knows what you know reasonable suspicion bunch of kids in a car middle of the night in a parking lot that's a reasonable suspicion no it's not no it's not unless you smell weed coming from that parking lot unless you see bottles beer bottles being broken all over that parking lot a bunch of kids gathered in a parking lot in the middle of the night is not reasonable suspicion Another principle, a police force's ultimate goal is to achieve voluntary compliance with the law from the public they serve. And again, I think that's another one that they've completely forgotten about. They don't want voluntary compliance. They want to give you an order and watch you obey that order. And then they really become offended when you don't. The level of frustration, when I watched that Sandra Bland video, the level of frustration that that police officer went into when she did not obey his command. Is absolutely unbelievable, just unbelievable the level of anger that he went to instantly, just instantly the level of anger that he went to.
1: Here's my question, though.
0: Okay, go ahead. What's your question? I hope this isn't uh,
1: too much of a wrench <laughs> thrown into this, but my first thought when you talked about the warrior spirit, they're trained to be warriors. Um, Why? I want to know why they were trained to be that way. Did the public become? Is it partly the public's fault for f- becoming so bad that they had to do this? That's I mean a I'm not question. I'm not ant- I don't know the answer. I'm just asking.
0: That's you. a very good question, and and I can't believe that it is. Um, I I really just believe that with first of all, I believe that government changed. And when I say government changed, I mean government has changed from being a service to the public to being its own business entity. Oh, that's true. You know, And so I believe that played a part in it because now there's certain, when you're running a business entity, there's certain things that have to be done certain ways in order to lower costs and increase revenue. You know, In order to please the people that are managing you, so on and so forth. And so instead of being a public service, instead of Maybe running at a loss on a regular on a regular basis in order to be the best service that they possibly can be to the public and the government covering that loss because it's the best way to serve the public. Now there's things like I mean, even in New York, they were talking about a couple of weeks ago how they got caught pushing out quotas. Text messages sent from the police chief to other members of his leadership saying, you know, or not the police chief, but members of police yeah, leadership. They just
1: passed a law in Florida banning that, which is good.
0: Yeah, saying that you, you're not making your quota for stops. You're not making your quota for frisking. You're not making your quota for for uh, pulling people over. That's ridiculous.
1: Well, the whole uh, Eric Garner thing with him selling cigarettes, the yeah. reason they went after him is because they were losing tax money Mm -hmm. from people selling cigarettes in the black market right so they went after people hard because they wanted that money they They wanted wanted that that money
0: that's right and so when government shifts like that because i heard something one time and you somebody will call me a communist for thinking like this but i heard it and it made sense and i haven't heard anybody to tell me that it doesn't make sense so i don't necessarily believe it i just like what i heard but i was listening to this you know liberal video it was really like i'm not gonna lie it was liberal propaganda okay it was just straight propaganda i mean all it needed was cartoons with high steppers it was straight propaganda but this guy's talking about um steel companies right and how the steel industry disappeared in america even though people all over the world still need steel and he was talking about how It's possible for the government, you talk about government subsidies and all the things that governments give subsidies to. And he was saying how even though you don't want the government in the realm of running a business per se, there is, if it's a greater public service for some aspect of the government to produce steel at a lower cost, covering a loss in order to continue to produce steel, there's an avenue where that can be explored. Like I said, I don't necessarily agree with it, believe with it, but it's something somebody said, and I thought it was interesting.
1: That's a whole other show, man.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, again, government shifted, and I think that was one of the things that kind of started this off. I don't necessarily believe that the public has gotten more violent. I really don't. I mean, maybe I'm just in my suburban bubble but even in my suburb, this is where the stuff is still happening, in suburban bubbles all over America. So I just can't believe that the public has gotten more violent and police had to then be trained to be warriors instead of guardians. I just, I find that hard to believe. You know, I, and I don't, like I said, I don't understand necessarily where that shift happened, but I know that shift happened at some point in time. At some point in time, they decided it's time to be a warrior, no longer with the guardian stuff. And like I said, the level of frustration that this guy took on because she decided to disobey a direct order. It's absolutely unbelievable to me. If you listen to the video, and I'm gonna play the video for you here, this is, I don't wanna call it a mashup, but like I said, I'm gonna play the video for you here, a clearer version so you can actually hear what each person is saying. But the way it runs down is, he pulls her over, She said, he says to her, I need you to put your cigarette out or put your cigarette out, please. She says, I don't have to put my cigarette out. I'm in my car. And he says, well, then you could step out of the car. She says, I don't want to step out of the car. Why would I do that? Then he starts telling her, get out of the car, get out of the car, get out of the car, which for what? For what? Can anybody explain to me why that moved to that place? He just got mad because she didn't do what she was told to do, like a good person who's taking a direct command. Like a good soldier should do. She should take this direct command and she should put the cigarette out. And if she doesn't want to put the cigarette out, she should get out of the car because I told her to get out of the car.
1: You mind putting out your cigarette, please, for mind.
0: I'm in my car, but I have to put out my cigarette.
1: Well you can step on out now.
0: I don't have to step out of my step car. Step
1: out of the car. Step out of the car. No, you don't have the
0: right. Step out
1: of the car. You do not have the right to do that. I do have the right. Now step out or I will remove you. I refuse to talk to
0: you other than to identify myself. Step
1: out or I I will remove you. I am getting removed for a failure. Step out or I will remove you. I'm giving you a lawful order. Get out of the car now or I'm 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 going to remove you. And I'm calling my boy. I'm going to yank you out of here. Okay, you're
0: going to yank me out of my car? Get out. Okay. Don't touch me.
1: Get out of the car. Don't touch me. I'm not under arrest. You don't have the right to say that. You me are under arrest. I'm under arrest for what? 25.7 County FM ten ninety eight. Just for two ninety. Send me another unit. Get out of the car. And then you I will light me? you up. Get out. Wow. Now Wow. get out of the car. Really? For a failure to signal. You're doing all of this for Get a to over there.
0: Because you failed to put on a signal. And what hits for me with that is And maybe it's because I'm black and I can identify with her as a black person. But what hits with me with that is, what happens when my daughter doesn't want to put out her cigarette? She's going to get slammed to the ground too? And we're going to have to find her in a jail cell four days later dead because she didn't want to put out her cigarette? This police officer could have easily wrote the ticket, given it to the woman, and walked away. There was absolutely no reason for him to escalate the situation like he did. And time after time, video after video, place after place, we're watching police officers, white police officers who have come in contact with black citizens, escalate the situation. I've And, and the reason, and I'll tell for anybody who's listening that's not an African American and that doesn't really understand, or not a minority that doesn't really understand, I will explain this to you. I've driven in my car and I've been pulled over by police by police and I've gotten treated like crap. At the time I was being treated like crap, I wasn't ready to say it's because I'm of my race. It's because I'm black, but I got treated like crap. And I was model. You know, I there was a time when when I got pulled over, I would take my I would turn my car off, take my keys and put them on top of my hood, on the top of the roof of the car, so that the police would know that I'm not trying to drive off on them there was a time that I would take the keys out, put them on top of the roof, and then hang my hands out the window so that the police could never think that I was trying to do something crazy to them. So they could never think that I was rummaging for a gun or they could never think that I was trying to hide guns, trying to hide drugs. They could never say that about me. And the sad part is that I had to do that as an African-American man. And then I ride in the car with my white friend and the police pulls him over And he tells him to go fuck himself and that he's not going to do anything he has to say. Give me my goddamn ticket and get the fuck out of my face. And the police officer just walks off. Doesn't have anything to say. Just, you shouldn't talk to me that way. Here's your ticket. Do you understand what I've told you? Do you understand that this is not an admission of guilt by signing this piece of paper? And I'm looking at this and I'm like, are you serious? Because I know if those words came out of my mouth, I would be dead in a jail cell somewhere. Period. Foregone conclusion. Conclusion. Nobody can convince me of otherwise because I've experienced it too many times. I've experienced the, the rough nature of a police officer too many times. And then because the, because the race of the person changed, I've even been in cars with white guys where the police officer asked the white guy, what are you doing in the car right with him? What are you doing on this side of the neighborhood? You know you're not supposed to be over here. I'm like, excuse me? Are you serious? And so the idea that this is a problem, the idea, I'll put it like this, the idea that the problem carries racial undertones is not too wild and too crazy. And I need you people, I need all of you people, everybody listening to the sound of my voice to really start to accept that it is a possibility. It is a possibility that the way black people are viewed by a certain segment of the population is base, low, detrimental, dangerous, etc. It's just anyway. The I, the reason this police officer got so upset is is beyond me. It's mind-boggling and I can't understand it. And at the end of the day, the problem we have as Christians is that another person has died needlessly. And I don't care what side of the political rail you stand on. I don't care if you're a Republican, or if you're a Democrat, or a Libertarian, I don't care. If you're a Christian, you should care that this woman is now dead and doesn't get to be with her family anymore, and doesn't get to spend time and experience what life is all about. And doesn't, she doesn't even get to praise God anymore. That's what, and you should care that somebody died and it's a mystery why they died you should care that somebody did not have to die because they didn't put their turn signal on. And if you're gonna argue with me or anybody else about why the police officer did it, and well, we don't know what happened on the dash cam that we can't see, and maybe she threatened him, and maybe she kicked him, blah, blah, blah. None of that constituted her having to die. And on top of that, no, she shouldn't have even gotten out of the car. She should have never been taken out of the car. The only reason she stepped out of the car is because she was threatened by a stun gun. Because the police officers threatened to stun gun her. To stun her if she didn't get out of the car. And she's now dead because she didn't want to put out a cigarette. If you're a Christian, you should care about that. And if you don't, we got bigger problems to talk about. My name's Stefan G. This is Moment of Clarity.